Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Dr. Ian Brooks. Ian is the chief executive and founder of Rhodes Smith Consulting, leading transformations of people and organizations for over 24 years. Ian has extensive experience in executive and leadership development, change management, business performance consulting, and communication planning. His new book, Intention, offers a practical guide to transformational change through meaningful action. Thanks so much for joining me today, Ian. No, thanks for having me, Diane. I am thrilled to have you here. I, I love this whole idea of transformational change through meaningful action. It just really hit me when I saw that, and and you know, good for you because it, it's that's a wonderful thought. And yes, uh, yeah. it's easy to say but hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> I know if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> okay, so so we're going to be talking about you know transformation and whatnot, but but I really want to. I have this burning question, which is, I am really curious why you say evolution is our greatest ability. Hmm. Yes, um, I, I truly do believe that. And um, I say ev evolution is our greatest ability. It's because it's the one thing when I sat back and thought about who are we as people and what creates our consistency, irrespective of where we grow up, irrespective of gender, race, geography, irrespective of time, irrespective of experience. What's the one thing that happens to us without thinking? What happens to us if we do think? <laughs> what, is that, what is that thing or what are those things? And so as I asked myself all those questions and I started just to write down a list of what makes us us, um, the one thing that came to me that was our lowest common denominator was our ability to evolve. Huh. And while we can look at, you know, breathing and air as part of that survival, but the one thing we do unconsciously that we have no choice around is our ability that we live and we die. Be it we're mammals, be it we're plants, be it we're bugs. <laughs> there will, we all have a shelf life, whether we want to or not. And so in my mind, as I think about our greatest ability is to evolve, I also think about what is our biggest challenge, and that is to transform consciously. Mm -hmm. and, so how, and so when I 
when I think about our greatest ability, how can we leverage that greatest ability that's conscious and unconscious to do something that is conscious, that we do have a choice around in our day-to-day lives to make ourselves better? And as such, wanted to make sure that we don't lose sight of thinking, hey, we're already doing this, (laughs) whether we want to or not. Now it comes down to choice. And while we will die, we do have a choice in how we live this moment. Yeah, right, right. That's really interesting. So what are the skills that allow us to, to best develop and change, do you think? You know, as I think about um, from a skill um, perspective, and I define them based on our capabilities, as mentioned for, within my book, um, the first skill inherently means is that we have to be conscious, right? Aside from the capabilities, we have to be present and in the moment. Um, recognizing that, you know, we make between what, two and 10,000 decisions each day, of which 95% are unconscious. So basically we're sleepwalking through the day yeah. <laughs> and just re, and, re, and responding as we've always responded. But I believe inherently that our, our, when we're actually conscious, we have to now build a different skill set and capabilities that just inherently need to be re- reinforced. The first being, and that is to discover really what is our passion and who are we? What are, we, what are our values? What's important to me? That may change over time as one gets married, one may get divorced, one may have kids, one gets a new job, one moves to a new place. Um, What's important changes, but our ability to be conscious of truly and discover really what is important is, um, is paramount. Now, based on that capability, the second capability is the principle of who we are as individuals. Oftentimes, we're building our capabilities and our strengths based off of what we see other people have already done. Um, The phrase following someone else's footsteps is Mm -hmm. paramount. Um, Following people on Instagram and Twitter and and reading articles and Googling them offer our exact roadmaps. Um, The four ways, the seven steps, the 10 ideas, (laughs) those articles are prevalent. And each of those things between the articles and the peoples and the footsteps offer a foundation of awareness. What they miss is understanding and underscoring who we are as individuals and how we got to where we are in this very moment. So the greatest, one of the other capabilities and skills is understanding who we are, the the characters that that we create in our own story, the environment, i.e. the people, places, and things that surround us that keep us safe and where we are, that are based off of the decisions that we've already made. Once we understand who we are and discover the true essence of what we're trying to achieve and what's important to us, the other capability in our, that I believe that people re- can recognize they harness, but they don't necessarily exercise very well, and that is building a, a plan. Right. Typically, when we have something, we, we see an idea or we want something, we just go out there and do it and build a plan without offering the solid foundation of which discovery and the principle of view offer. So now our plans are thrown off based off of someone else's idea of footsteps and a uh, goal of which we can't sustain. So our now, based off our discovery and, those, and that authenticity of, of the principle of view, 
we've now got a direction and a plan that we can actually work that really aligns to who we are as people. And then the last two capabilities that are extremely important to me that really are harnessed through what we can do for our own evolution. And that is um, number one, no, number four in this case, um, paying attention and being attuned. So that really means being conscious and taking the lessons learned. Um, as entrepreneurs, as people, as evolution, we are constantly learning. Sometimes it's tiring. Sometimes we're learning things we don't want to learn, yeah. but we are learning and taking that and seeing how that we can build that into the fabric of who we are. And that's the last step. And that's truly our gift of evolution in a conscious way is integrating what and who we are and what we want to the achievement of our capabilities in our own personal evolution. It sounds like when you were talking about that, <clears throat> it sounded to me like for the most part, we do it backwards where we make the plan before we've really gone through the, who are we, you know, where do we want to be, you know, adding ourselves into that whole thing. So, so we're sort of doing it because we heard someone say it or read it somewhere, but we're, we should be doing that second and we're doing it first and Absolutely. then wondering why it's not working. Is that right? That is absolutely the case. Um, you know, I know a lot of my clients um, have struggled with this. Um, from a coaching standpoint, just given my background, having a master's in clinical psychology and a PhD in industrial organization psychology and have spent 24 years doing and working with people. You know, when I first wrote the book, it was intended to offer just tips to help my clients get through without me being there every day, just subtle reminders and questions I would just give them. And it turned into a book whereby it was helping my clients, but also helping me. Mm. But to your very statement, it, I found that my clients really struggled with just jumping in to develop a plan, just help me achieve that new job title, help me, minimize um, the angst in my employees. Let's, can you help me institute my strategy? All of those things are true. That's not to say that those things aren't important, but it, just doing those things without building it into the fabric of who we are and truly discovering what are we really solving for? We've already set ourselves up to fail or as important or maybe more important is that even if we are able to achieve all that job title, that engagement, that strategy, what's the likelihood that you have the skills to actually sustain this? Because you're going to have a new strategy. You're going to mm -hmm. have a new pain point from your employees. You're going to have a new job title that you want. So that target is always going to move, but you have not built the, the muscle memory nor the consistency into who you are. And we're in a world of replication, yet who's a world that's always fighting for its own individuality, yeah. <laughs> ironically. <laughs> and we haven't reconciled that. We want to be our own person, but yet we don't want to be ostracized. <laughs> and, and I see it in my clients. I see it across people's businesses. Heck, just go on Instagram and TikTok and you see it all the time. 
it doesn't mean those things are bad. But what it does mean is how are we finding our own true voice and being authentic to that? Right. And that's where the challenge uh, comes. And that's where my book really tries to establish that foundation. Yeah, right. I get it. Okay. And, 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 and this may sound like a strange question, but are change and transformation the same thing, or do you see them as different things? And I see them so, as why? Yeah, um, you know, I, as you mentioned, uh, you know, change and transformation are often used uh, in a very interchangeable way. And, and I talk about this at the very beginning of the book too, because I often find that when I'm working with individuals and organizations. I'm looking for change managers, right? <laughs> Just so I want to get them through the day and minimize their questions, help other people develop their skills, uh, managing to a milestone. And so changes in my mind are, are more or less individual actions that lead to something bigger, not mm. our end result. Um, in my experience, in working with individuals and organizations who are seeking to change, they're often driven by events they're trying to achieve. Mm. Oh, I'm just trying to lose these 10 pounds so I can get in my wedding dress or go to my high school reunion. Oh, I just wanna achieve this title or I just want to, we have a new strategy of a new technology. We need people to do something different. And we need it by this day because we need to see our ROI. Well, all of those things are true, but all of those things are event driven. Mm. Um, they're not built into the fabric of who we are and what they are. And by each one of those milestones, each one of those changes act as an opportunity to take another step forward. So in that context, transformation in my mind, are just nothing more than a collection of changes that are built up over time. So we're actually doing things, new behaviors, thinking in new ways to a new lifestyle, to a new process that is consistent. Not in a very necessarily linear fashion, not to say in a baked, we are done fashion, but transformations are a continuation of continuous evolution, continuous doing, testing, going in new situations. So trying to fit into that dress of losing the five, losing the five pounds merely to fit into the dress. Well, fitting into that wedding dress is nothing more than a milestone. Losing the five pounds and keeping those five pounds off is about consistency of lifestyle and behavior. Yeah. Um, similarly to rolling out new technology, and for organizations and helping leaders uh, manage that strategy. Well, one of the first things I know that they're going to have to do is how often have you communicated with your audience? Be it talk to them, <laughs> send them an email. Those are the behaviors that are consistent because regardless of your technology, you're going to have to do these things and should be doing them regularly right. or whatever you decide to do. And so the transformation is the behavior. And the consistency of that behavior, being it thinking, feeling, and doing, changes are the incremental steps we take and a lot of times defined by milestones that let us know that we are on the right path 
and or providing us an opportunity to test ourselves and learn from the things that we're not good at so that we can transform. Yeah, that's great. That's really interesting. I get it when you explain, and I appreciate you explaining it because when you explain it, it makes all sorts of sense. At this time, I'd like to take a sponsor break. Accelerate Your Business Growth Podcast is happy to be sponsored by audible.com. And I'm sure you know that audible.com has thousands of audiobook titles to choose from, but you might not know about the other content. There's podcasts, Audible Originals, Guided Meditations. Uh, my favorite thing is to be able to listen to different kinds of things all on the same platform. I think it's a time saver uh, and it's like productivity uh, hack for me. I don't have to go jumping from one platform to another. Uh, so we're offering you a free trial. You can go to audibletrial.com slash businessgrowth, sign up for that free trial, and then explore on your own. You know, check out the audiobooks, check out the other programs, see what really, you know, resonates with you. Interested in getting some help with your sales strategy? Pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. So will you talk some about the PACE method, please? Yeah, yeah, that's, um, you know, it, it, it aligns to the perspective um, that we all have our own identity and our own authenticity. And so within my book, um, at the very beginning, I do talk about PACE, which of course, if you have a book and you're in self-help, you gotta have an acronym, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, it's like a badge of honor to say right. you created something and you can create one out of any word. And so mine is pace. Um, and I, and I chose pace very intentionally because often we're trying to just run to an end result. And I want to acknowledge that people need to manage their pace. Um, and so in that respect, pace being an acronym, P being for patience. Mm. Um, with any transformation that, we are going through, and as I just described, as we're building capabilities and building consistency, it does take patience. That one event, that one instance, that one moment is, does not define us. It offers us a reference, not a place of resident, both in our failure and even our successes. So let's be patient with ourselves as we're going through this process because if, as we integrate new behaviors and consistency within our lives, it doesn't happen overnight. So we need to be patient. The A in pace is for accountability. As I described within the book, and as it's an individual journey and about your own authentic story, no one's gonna ask us whether we've achieved something or not, other than just to be nice to us, right? Um, or if we talk to them and, and they just are curious about what, what we're doing and how we're doing it. Um, as we're going through our own personal journey of transformation, we do have to hold ourselves accountable. That journey may be taking on a new job. It may be, as for me as an entrepreneur, my own accountability that I have for myself to build my business. It's the accountability of what I hold myself to to improve my own story. That leads us to the C of commitment. Mm. 
staying committed to the journey because there will be peaks and there will be valleys. You know, oftentimes when we start something new, it, it's exciting, right? When we're building our plans, like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get that new job. I'm going to uh, build this new product for my business. I mean, everything's, everything is great. Everything is possible. But there will be struggles, as with anything. And it starts to taper off when we meet and see and experience those challenges through a transformation. But when we're committed to what we're passionate about, what aligns to who we are, we're more likely to be committed because we know even in the face of circumstance that we will continue. And oftentimes our commitment wanes, I see in my clients when they've committed to something that they truly did not have a whole lot of buy-in to. Uh. That means oftentimes they've aligned themselves to expectations of others rather than the expectations of themselves. And so um, that's why that C is so important because if we have our own expectations of ourselves aligned to our own authenticity, we're going to be more passionate about doing what we want to do and fighting through and managing ourselves as we go through struggles. And the final piece of pace is the E and that is for our emotions. Not to be lost in this journey of the objective um, goals and excitement that come along with doing something new and trusting ourselves to do it. There isn't an emotional toll that comes with any transformation, especially when we're doing something new, when we're challenging ourselves in ways that we've never challenged ourselves before when we're expanding ourselves and having to rely on skills that we may not necessarily be good at or that we thought we were good at, but had swept underneath the rug, um, there becomes an emotional toll that comes along with that perspective and journey um, that makes transformations oftentimes exhausting. It's often born and seen when we experience a change. And I'm using the word change specifically. And while we focus on change and milestones, it's because after we achieve something, we think we've arrived by doing it one time. When we have to do something consistently, we're all oftentimes testing, breaking, and fixing who we are and what we do in our own processes, and that's exhausting. So there will be times through our transformation where we're going to be emotionally drained, and we will need emotional fortitude to continue. And so the combination of patience, accountability, commitment, and the management of our emotions allows us to, one, be conscious of the things we need to make sure we're managing within our own self, but two, provides us a roadmap as we go down a journey every day, every moment, just to acknowledge within ourselves and ask ourselves, how, are, how am I managing my pace in this moment? Because now it it provides me a measurement of expectation for myself to myself in a way that isn't necessarily afforded to us by others. Huh. I like that. <clears throat> I like that a lot. So I found it so interesting when you were talking about, you know, if we're, if we don't have that commitment and that accountability, it could be that we're 
that we don't have buy-in for you know whatever this transformation is that that we've chosen someone else's mm-hmm. you know fallen into this so how can we you know like is there a way for us is there some sort of litmus test you know is there some sort of checklist that we can take ourselves through at the, when we decide to you know move forward just to be sure that we're on the right road, that that we are doing something that we are getting ready to go through a transformation that is really what we want. Yeah, I think there's um, opportunities all the time for us to to have that litmus test and to check on ourselves. Unfortunately, we don't afford ourselves the opportunity to do so. Yeah. Um, within my book, I I, I do this in, in several ways. Um, one is based on a routine, but secondly, the other part is based off of the initial uh, point of reference of how I want people to expand their awareness. And that is through, as I mentioned before, discovery. So um, the first part I'll, I'll mention is that I asked um, the readers and even my clients um, when I meet with them from a coaching perspective, um, at the very outset of our conversation, each meeting, I I ask them just to pause, process, and reflect. You know, pause their thinking. Um, just stop. For, just stop for a moment. We're so, if nothing else, over the last 18 months, yeah. it's afforded us a chance just to stop. Yeah. And not get caught up in the noise of the things that are surround, surrounding us. The expectations that we've held for ourselves based off of boxes we previously lived in. Based on pausing us from the expectations that others have prescribed onto us and that we've helped obli- felt obligated to achieve. So I ask people just to stop and just pause and pause your day, however that might look. Some that might be a walk, some that might be going to the gym, some that some might just be staring off in the space, staring at a wall, whatever it is, just pause. The second piece is the process. And that requires thinking. <laughs> we don't necessarily give ourselves the opportunity to think. Yeah. And more importantly, think about, you know, th- th- just, just, just process what you've just experienced being in that moment. And for my clients, I ask them to do that, um, to think about what they've experienced in their, in, the, in their last day, in the moment as they're testing new skills, in their past week. I also ask them to think about how they felt. You know, what feelings resonated? What anxiety came up? What were those self, self-thoughts you gave us? What were those gave yourself? Sometimes they're positive. Sometimes they're self-defeating. Sometimes they're like, uh, I let myself off the hook. What were they? What were those emotions of the oh shit moments? Those like, oh, oh, oh God, okay, I'm here. And now I want to, and then I ask them to reflect. Reflect on how did those thoughts and feelings impact where you want to go? How did that impact a particular result in the moment? How did that impact your long-term purpose on where you want to be? Also reflect on what would you do different? Because we're not married to the boxes of which we're now, that we were once sat in. We can move them. We can't expand them. And so in that moment of pause, process, reflect, 
it affords us the authority to do something different. It affords us the choice to do something different. And that leads me back to the very first part of the book, as I mentioned, of expanding your awareness. Yeah. Because we're expanding beyond our box and now discovering, is this truly what I want? Am I living to my own values? Am I living to my own expectations? Am I enacting what I say I want? And early on, the, that answer is going to be no. When my clients are first starting off, it's no, because we're checking boxes. It's, Ian, I did this, this, this. Everybody loved it. And when I hear that, I say, that's wonderful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's great. You know, that's, that's, that is truly outstanding. I'm happy to hear that. But that also tells me two things. One, they're probably lying to me. <laughs> right so now we're checking boxes because who wants to say no they didn't do what they said they were going to do yeah right uh, secondly it tells me that also i didn't we didn't build the right plan to truly expand them to test them to, to build build their skills out because if you're getting immediate results again either you want two things you're lying or you didn't expand yeah. <laughs> and are now you living in the same box you once lived in and let's be clear this expansion is about a choice, right? It, yeah. It's about, you don't have to, like we right. have to read, we have, we have right. to get a job, we have to eat, right? We need water. Yeah. <laughs> Those are our have tos. Our expansions, we don't have to. That doesn't mean you like where you are. It doesn't mean you like living in part of poverty, but that doesn't mean you have to do anything different. Right. You have to have a choice in that. And so when I hear people saying, oh, they've done all this great work and, 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 and when I'm meeting with them and, and that expansion and that choice and that second part of discovering who you are, are you living to other people's expectations? And this really gets us re-anchored back onto what am I willing to do and who am I? And so because of the pause, process, reflect routine and forcing us back into expanding our awareness and discovering what am I willing to do? What is my true goal and expectation? And who am I? That allows us not to do a checkbox, but just to do a reset. And it affords us and it puts us in a position of power and consciousness to do something different. I think this is so important for <clears throat> small business owners, but I also see the challenge of it, especially mm -hmm. when you were saying about, you know, just stop, just take mm -hmm. a moment and reflect that that's really difficult for entrepreneurs and small business owners yes. to, you know, give themselves the luxury of, so to speak, you yes. see it as a luxury when really it's a necessity. Mm hmm it's, I, I tell you, as, as a small business owner myself and working with small businesses, uh, small and medium-sized organizations, um, I see this all the time. And, I, and because we're fraught with the definition of ROI being what commodities or services am I offering to my customers? And let's go as quickly and as fast as possible because now we're in survival mode. Um, and if it's not survival mode, it's, it's then about how do I now expand, right? Constant right. business development. So our ability to, to sometimes step back yeah. 
and be strategic and give ourselves our own personal thought leadership is extremely important. And oftentimes, as you mentioned, missed. Um, especially as we're, you know, in some entrepreneurs that I've, I've worked with, um, they built their businesses based off of their hobbies versus what they're passionate about, which oftentimes is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Because hobbies come and go. Your passion is your passion. Your passion is going to build you through that pace, <laughs> patience, commitment, accountability, all those things, right? Your yeah. hobby is like, well, this was fun. Yeah. The winter <laughs> of 2020, I'm going to something else. Yeah. Um, it also, when, we're, when we afford ourselves the opportunity just to pause, process, and reflect, we can see where we can take our lessons learned. I know one of the core skills of any entrepreneur, myself included, is about being risk takers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But as being a risk taker, you learn from what you're doing and the mistakes. And that means you have to be, they then be able to step back and do something different. How yeah. do you change your strategy? How do you change your product offerings? How do you now bring in other support to do the things that maybe you're not necessarily strong at? Give ourselves the opportunity to do that. But oftentimes we're running at such a pace of expectation of what we told, hey, I'm an entrepreneur. I've got my own shingle outside <laughs> and everyone's excited about that. Or I've got products to make and I'm the only one who can do it. And I haven't built enough trust in people to be able to do what I, what I need them to do with the level of, of accuracy to level of love I have for this. Right. Um, it also takes us a, an ability just to be able to step back and learn. And at that point, we can be able to scale at, at such a faster one pace. But secondly, we can build the consistency of the right behaviors and skills that will make our businesses flourish. But again, we don't necessarily afford ourselves that opportunity and it right. is a challenge. And yeah. I recognize that. Yeah, and, and it's those skills and abilities that, that really make it sustainable over mm -hmm. time. I, I'm hoping people are really hearing that, that the, it's not about doing it once, it's about really developing the muscle mm -hmm. for being able to transform in the best possible way consistently or, you know, whenever the need arises, cause it's going to happen more than once. Absolutely. And we, you know, one of the biggest things I get, I get from some of the, the entrepreneurs that I've worked with um, as they're looking to do leadership development and try to um, get better soft skill and how do you lead an organization, not just be a solopreneur, small yeah. business entrepreneur, but how do you really lead? You know, one of the things that they often say is, oh, I, I, I can always get to it, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but, I, but there's a quote that, that I really liked, and it, it comes from Niccolo Machiavelli in his book, The Prince. And he wrote it in 1532, by the way. And the quote is, he who does not build his foundations beforehand may do so by great ability afterwards, but to great trouble to the architect, and danger to the building. 
Wow. And as entrepreneurs, <laughs> uh-huh. we are so quick to go out and do and yeah. get the ROI and get the money. And, and again, I've been there. <laughs> Believe me, I've been there. Hell, I live it every day and I have to check myself. But we're running so fast to, to, to get the money and get to do the things, right? That I have to consciously be aware of, have I built the right foundation? And this isn't about, do I have the ability to do it? Yes, you do, right? right. You, you do have the ability. It's not to say you don't. But the moment you decide, hey, I can do that later, when does that later ever come for anybody? Yeah, right. When it's oftentimes way too late. And when you do get to that later, it's like, oh, it's like, damn it. Now I got to <laughs> I got twice as much as right. work. <laughs> and more expensive. Right, more expensive. And then when you start pulling things out or, or fixing things, you're like, oh, crap. Now I got to redo this thing over here, yeah. too. Like, <laughs> what? It's, you know, I, I was describing it to a, a friend of mine. It was actually going through a remodel of their house. And I said, look, you know, it's you're trying to build a 2020 house on 1940 pipes. Yeah. You know, and that's that's what happens oftentimes yeah. when we're entrepreneurs. We're we're trying to build on what we already had, but we haven't built it to scale. And so we we think these this remodel or this transformation and this growth will just happen and that everything we already have in the background is already is fine. But and that's just not for entrepreneurs. Heck, I've worked with a who's who of organizations. Half the time I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out all the, the skeletons, as they call them, in the closet, but they don't have yeah. the right foundation to even scale mm. what they're doing. And so half the time we're trying to correct, <laughs> correct that foundation. And it's not their fault. It's not your fault. It's not my fault. That's yeah. entrepreneurs. It's understand where we put our priority, but recognize that it is great trouble to the, great trouble to the architect and potential danger to the building. Yeah. And so just keep that in mind. And uh, if you invest and dedicate time just to pause, process, and reflect on all aspects of your business, financial, ROI, process, leadership, you'll find that uh, giving yourself that window of reflection offers you an opportunity to uh, build a more sustainable foundation for the future. Yeah, boy, that's so great. It really, really, Ian, this is wonderful. I appreciate so much you spending this time with us and explaining this, um, and and especially that Machiavelli quote that really hit me. Um, and I think that's a great um, point to put on, on the end of our conversation, but will you please let the listeners know how they can find you, how they can get your book, you know, whatever you think they need to know, please. Sure. So it's Diane, it's definitely been a pleasure being here. And um, yeah, for the listeners, I can be found, of course, you got to have a website. I'm at rhodesmith.com. That's R-H-O-D-E-S-S-M-I-T-H.com. On that website, you'll find this podcast as well as others where I've provided thought leadership. Um, Also on that website, you'll find access to my book, Intention, Building Capabilities to Transform Your Story. Um, It was released earlier in in 2020 and you'll be able to find a copy on amazon as well as barnes and noble also on that website you'll find access to uh, my social media access to instagram and twitter where you can find me at dr b underscore intention as well as on linkedin and facebook under ian d brooks fabulous 
Thank you so much. And I'll make sure that information is in the show notes so that people can get the book and find your website. Uh, and as I said, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the conversation. Uh, it, I, I learned a lot, which, you know, is always fabulous for me, but also for the listeners <laughs> um, because it means they have to. Uh, this is an important topic and I appreciate you spending the time with us to share it. No, thank you for having me, Diane. Again, wonderful conversation and uh, look forward to chatting with you more. Absolutely. Thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.